Hello! It's us! It's you! We're here! Together! Why are we here? For another exciting week on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, Argentina's number five television <laughs> show podcast. And I don't think we, we've kept that. I think we've been drastically falling since, but we're going <laughs> to wear that badge proudly for the rest of our lives. Welcome to the show. You can officially support You Can't Disappoint a Podcast now on Patreon at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the place to go to help us move this show forward, and there's all kinds of exclusive content, fun interaction, events with Steven and myself, and all types of ways to influence our show on a weekly basis. So please consider supporting us on Patreon. If you want to get in on the action, make sure you email us your trivia, your MVP, and your funniest moments from that week's episode over to our email at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com, and we will read it right here on the show. We sure will, even if you beg us not to. Also, <laughs> hang out with us on the socials every week off the podcast. You know, we're on Facebook and YouTube under our podcast title. You can also find us on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast and Twitter, where we probably do the most of our uh, uh, jovial lollygaggery at You Can't Disappoint. So come hang out with us over there. Yeah, make sure you uh, give us, you smash that like and subscribe button. Give us that more... attention that we so desperately crave. Yeah, throw throw us your hearts, your wallets, and a couple kisses here and there, and we'll keep on pushing out this baby of ours that we call You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. And then they called cut. And the scene was over, but I wasn't ready to stop being Chad, so I said to the director, can we have one more take? But they were already moving on. Courtney had nailed it. My lips started trembling. My, my hands and my feet went numb. My, my knees buckled. And as I fell to the floor, I pooped my pants. Ah, Zachary, it's nice to see you. I've been waiting Why are you, for you saying for it like that? We've been talking for the last hour. How how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing the same I was when you asked me 20 minutes ago. I'm Welcome. Okay. I see you even waiting Sorry. at the bar for me. You're going to have a sip of starting of hostel. Some, what did some you say? Macallan? You're going to have a sip at the bar. You're going to have oh, a nice little Oh, that's what's happening. Yeah. Uh a spritzer if you can do a it. Spritzer. Oh, I I am going to have a Macallan. Yeah, actually, I thought of you on Easter because They don't have quail. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was uh, I was drinking some some pretty nice uh, Japanese whiskey. It's similar and to scotch, but it's not me? scotch. I did because I did the whole like put on the ice cubes, roll yeah, around you your tongue, of me and shit. Fun of you. And I looked at Danny, and I was like, Zach would would die right now if he saw me. And no, yeah. I I would give you a hard time, and then I'd be like, but let me try it. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm gonna do it too. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's nothing but good natured ribbing. Ooh, I love. <laughs> is, it, is it ribbed for my pleasure? <laughs> yeah. Can, can we put that? If we ever make like you can't disappoint a podcast condoms, can we like write on the side ribbed like good natured ribbing pleasure? for Stephen's pleasure? <laughs> okay, in what world are we making you can't disappoint a podcast condoms? Well, you hey, said we don't if want we ever as if STDs. it's like a side podcast we could do. Listen, STDs. STD Awareness Month. I'm just saying. Send every Patreon member over the age of 18 a... Actually, here's the thing. Condoms shouldn't be just over the age of 18. They should be especially for people under 18. 
Okay, we are so tangenting already, but I'm going <laughs> to add to it. Lily and I had a conversation the other day of like reminiscing on how in high school and younger if a if a, a if a young girl tells their parents that I want to go on birth control, mm-hmm. most often they're going to be like, "No, you're too young." But I think when I am older as a parent, if it's to the point where my kids asking me to go on birth control, there's probably shit already going down. And yeah. no matter what I feel about that, I want to keep my kids safe. So if your kid says, "Hey, can I go on birth control?" put your kid on birth control regardless. Absolutely. I also think there are a lot of like benefits to being on birth control other than just the whole like you're not going to get pregnant thing. Right. But, you know, we're yes and from no, because it can kind of it screws up it can mess stuff in too. some ways too. Mm. Well, it didn't anyway, work so well on me. To you but... can't disappoint a podcast, everyone. It's going to be a deep week. I can already feel it. This has been a weird couple of minutes. I'm one of your two hosts, Zach, and my balls are touching my zipper. And I'm Steven, and I ordered the squab <laughs> because they didn't have the quail. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm glad you're here. We're brought to you by our $10 and up patrons, Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, Justin Brummett, and Brian Thurman scholars they all are and if you'd like to be added to that list you have to become a ten dollar and up patron at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast where for five dollars and up you can get all kinds of stuff like our weekly live you can't disappreciate show that we record before we do this little baby right here and you can also get nerdstalgia my side podcast any one-off podcast that me and steven decide we want to do there's new stuff there every week so come check us out hey yeah <laughs> And, of course, we are brought to you by the man whose seed uh, uh, planted the root that became Zach and Steven. Our community papa over at Communities on Twitter, you've done so much for us. You help people find our show pretty much every week, which is it's a great feeling. So thanks for helping us out. Yeah, thanks for, for putting us out there on the street corner and being like, hey, world touch these boys like they've touched me and and <laughs> and it's really we were, we were appreciative yeah. we were a little scared at first but you know these tricks aren't going to turn you know, themselves no one has no one's touched these boys <laughs> quite like <laughs> papa over at communities on twitter has <laughs> he finds new ways to touch us constantly and it's well, it's really appreciated. That was a new one. I'm glad we found that. Welcome to the yeah. show, everyone. How are you, Steven, <laughs> since we're doing the fake bullshit small talk thing? Uh, I'm doing well. I <laughs> am about uh, three hours ago, I had a needle in my arm, and not for the normal not reasons. Not for the usual reasons. Yeah. Not for your uh, hormone replacements. No, I uh, I got no vaxxed testosterone today. Day. No, huh? Yeah, no testes. Um, I got, that's what I call it. Um, I, <laughs> I, uh, I think that was obvious. I don't think that needed to be clarified at all. But tell yeah. we're, we're trying to say something good. Say what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, I got vaccinated today um, for COVID, not the flu. I don't believe in flu vaccine. <laughs> Look at uh, your but kid's autism. I, so you yeah, but the COVID one I'm down with. Okay. So I went and got my first shot today. I got the Pfizer, um, the heat Pfizer, the heat miser shot. I'm Mr. Green Christmas. I'm Mr. Sun, and now I'm halfway I'm to being Mr. fully vaccinated. No COVID. <laughs> I don't have a follow up to it. I don't have a rhyme. I'm Mr. Mr. Da 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 da. Something. We'll write it. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'll write it on the chalkboard. You got your shot. <laughs> That's great. I'm glad you were able to, especially living in Chicago. Yeah, it's being tough. Out I lucked with out. People. Yeah, you did luck out, and I think both of us, our family, we've been lucky. I, I've, I've unfortunately, I've known people that I that I really admire that have uh, passed away over the last year. Mm. But as far as my family and my immediate close loved ones, we were able to keep safe and yeah. we were able to keep together. Even if some of the people closest to me, I wish would have taken it a little bit more seriously. Uh, we were lucky that everyone was okay, and I'm glad that everyone in your family is okay too. It's yeah. nice to be on the other side of it, and I can't wait to rub my hands all over you again and really taste your spit droplets. Yeah, I cannot wait to cough in your face, Zach. I am, like, itching to do so. That's that's all year been my answer of what's the first thing you're going to do once the <laughs> pandemic is over. And I want Steven's warm, mucusy cough <laughs> breath all over me in various states of undress for the private-only fans. Mm-hmm. Yep. Welcome to the show, everyone. We're here to talk about a really <laughs> unique episode of Community. It's season two, episode, what is it, 19? 19. Yeah, season two, episode 19. We're almost done with it. After this, there's five season two episodes left. It's season two, episode 19, Critical Film Studies, which was directed by the great Richard Ayoade. Ah. Is that how you say his last name? It sounded right. You, you're a big fan of the IT crowd. Yeah. That he sounds directed right. this episode. It's his That's only, really cool. It's his only directing credit for the series, and it's mm-hmm. a, it's definitely the type of episode that a director can put his mark on. It doesn't yeah. look like any other episode of Community. There's absolutely no Greendale in it, I don't think. Absolutely no Greendale. Uh, it looks You're completely correct. different, but it fits for the – it's a completely different type of episode. And it was written by Sona Panos, who this is also her only writing credit on Community. Mm, which is I don't know her. I guess – I guess I didn't either. She was on the audio commentary. She seems really cool. It was the only... She had been on the writing room for a while, but this was the only episode that she got a credit for. That's awesome. It originally aired on March 24th, 2011. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Is it March 24th, 2011? No, it's like a week before. Okay. Happy belated, like 10 years belated St. Patrick's Day. Thank you. I celebrated privately that year. Yeah, there's a lot going on personally, but you still wanted to feel the spirit of the holiday. I did. It is a really unique episode of Community. I'm excited to dive into it and talk about all the things it's got going on. Let's kick it off with some trivia. I've only got three questions for you this week. I've got a whopping one, two, three, four for you, Zach. So you kick it off with a twofer. All right. Uh, Where did Chad have his first kiss? Okay, so I've only got two questions because that was <laughs> under the big tree at Cougar Town Field. It sure, sure was. So give me two more. Um, according to Troy, what did Abed get to drink at the restaurant? According to Troy, what did Abed get to – no-no juice? No-no juice. He had some That's good, good no-no, no-no juice. juice. Um, and then how many authentic Indiana Jones whips does 70. Willie move a year? 70. 70. Hell yeah. yeah. All right, hit me with one. I've got two – what drink does Abed order first at the restaurant? Ooh. And I literally said Spritzer. it a while ago. Yeah. Sorry, I like I, I kind of gave think... it away when I said it. And my second question would have been Chad's first kiss. My last mm. Oh well, go ahead. Give me an... you should have one for me, right? Alright, this is this is my toughest one. Okay. But I think you can do it. Okay. Um name four characters that Abed compared himself to. He did Johnny Five. Mm-hmm. Radar. No. Are you sure? Yes. 
Now I'm now I'm thinking too hard about it. Um, I think I know who you're trying to say with Radar, but their name is not Radar. I now I'm thinking too hard about it. Sorry. That's okay. Throw throw I, one I, out there. I give up already. There's one that you can you compare Abed to all the time. Oh, Snoopy and Woodstock. Uh huh. That's three. If you can get one more. I don't think I can. Ah, so the ones that he named were Data. Data was what I was trying to Johnny think of. Five. Radar is MASH, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Five, Mork, Hal, oh, Kit, yeah. K9, Woodstock, Snoopy, and then Spock. The only one of those I don't know is K9. Uh, I don't know K9 either. Okay. Well, I've got one more question for you, and it's kind of uh, related to one of your questions a little bit. Where did Jeff okay. get the mul- uh, sorry? Where did Jeff get the Pulp Fiction briefcase from? Where did he buy it? Um, uh, I don't remember the whole name, but it's like Willie's authentic movie memorabilia on eBay or something like that. Uh, you got like how half close credit. was, it was I? Willie's a hundred percent authentic cinema treasures. Ah, hundred percent authentic cinema treasures. Nice. Well, good work. Uh, we yeah. have two we emails did okay. this week. To... Don't tell me what we did. I did I, yeah, we did okay. This episode, you could have gone really deep with the trivia because there's so mm-hmm. many stories told and so many lines that you could pick something off of. But let's see if that's the route that other people went. We have a couple emails. All right. Let's see them. Let me – I will just love when I don't get notified when I get an email. Thanks, Gmail, for being garbage. Um, okay. Our first one I'm going to open here is from our daddy. <laughs> Thanks, Dad, for writing us. I wish you'd uh, paid some child support when we were growing up. But Yeah, you know. I was thinking the same thing. I wish that you could have put the time that you put into writing us <laughs> trivia emails for the podcast into having a catch with us as children. I would have loved to have a catch with you, Pops. I still would. Yeah. Let's have Maybe a catch. teach me how to shave, tie my shoes, change my underwear. Yeah. All of those things are still on the table. I miss the okay. childhood bubble baths. Yeah. Zach and I just take them by ourselves. We still yeah. do. It's There's room the, for you. It's not the same when we lather each other. It's still no. nice, but it's not the mm-hmm. same. Yeah. What did he have to say? Anything about um, bubble baths? Hi, guys. Let's see. For critical film studies, Abed is my MVP. Okay. Danny watched My Dinner with Andre the night before and was reading lines from the teleprompters, and he looked effortless doing it. Are you serious? Uh, I do know that they changed up some of his speeches when he had come to set prepared for other ones. Wow. I would imagine that's why the teleprompters. Um, By the way, except when you see his face, that's not Chevy in the GIMP outfit. Yeah, that's you can kind of tell. Yeah, he's not that big. Not that, like, yeah. And uh, his, like, uh, his, um, his voice, you can kind of tell that it's voiceover. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> trivia. Why did the bartender want to spread Britta's tips out? Because she didn't make any. So, but really? the joke was uh, spread it out over two years so he doesn't get screwed in taxes. But it was like being sarcastic yeah, because it wasn't any money. Because she doesn't make any money. Yeah. I see. I wasn't sure what he was asking there. Um, what type of costume did Jeff wear? Like as a kid? He's wearing a suit. Uh, oh, as a kid. The he little was Indian an girl? Indian maiden, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Cultural appropriation, young Jeff. Yeah. You should have known better. Yeah, what it's almost this, like... Anderson High School? I was going to say, <laughs> where we had two Caucasian students most of the time dressed up as Native Americans jumping around the gymnasium going, ho, hoo, hoo. Oh, my God. It wasn't that long ago that my mom and I had a surprisingly thoughtful conversation about that, and it all really? sprung from... 
she didn't quite understand why the controversy from The Bachelor was a big deal. And mm. I kind of tried to use other examples yeah. of cultural appropriation to make it make sense. Uh and, and and I it was funny to me because we were at dinner and I was explaining to her well you know some people could find the the that our mascot is the Indians offensive and that we do a dance where we pretend to be Indians because that's real people it's not a character and it's us pretending to be real people and it's like heightened like a cartoon character yeah and my mom kind of understood that but there was a table of old snooty people like mm. next to us that overheard the conversation and they were like oh my lord my lanta. <laughs> <laughs> the Indians are who we've always been. <laughs> I'm one thirty fourth Cherokee. <laughs> Do you not know that my forefathers were the ones that came here and assaulted the savages and oh, made us know, who we are today? I've been in many teepees at the local <laughs> history park. <laughs> Have you not been to the Anderson Town powwow once a year? It's called the Wigwam. Why, it's most certainly our culture, collectively. <laughs> what are we doing? Do we have trivia? Uh, yeah, uh, and then the last one, um, what is the name of the diner that Britta worked at? The Greasy Fork, right? Yeah, yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. Have a great one, guys. Matt from Greenies. And he did give us answers. Uh, he didn't want the hit on his taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was an Indian girl for the Jeff mm-hmm. one. And then Greasy Fork, look at us. Nice. Couple of Greasy Forks in a drawer. Yeah, thanks, Dad. Clean us sometime. Uh, next up, we have email from Danny. She says, nice. "Hello, Zach and Steven. Hope I, y'all are doing great today." She put I my am... name first. I think she likes me more. Yeah, we'll see. I'm just throwing I'll, that out. There. I will discuss. With I'm her just and I'll ask it what's out. up with that. I, I told her that I need two. front billing, uh, and we could always pose it as like an alphabetical thing. And yet here you are. Yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah. Sorry, I'm a little heated. Let me. Let me cool what down for a second. Um, hope y'all. Do you need a wet one? Today. Do I need to to instant mail you a wet one so you Please. can clean yourself up? Please do. Properly. I am I am quite literally sitting Sopping in a shirt with stained. sauce. <laughs> I am stained with. I don't even know how I got buffalo sauce on me. I like was dipping a little bit, but not that much. Um, whew, sorry. Let me get back on track. She really yeah, threw right. me Take for a, a breath. loop there. Calm down. That wet one should be at your door in about twenty. <laughs> Thanks. Um, hope y'all are doing great today I'm so excited because I finally have a break today Which gives me time to send you trivia questions Great I somehow thought this episode was from season 3 But it was a pleasant surprise Yeah, I funniest, could see that Yeah, right uh, Funniest moment to me was the interaction Was this interaction Troy Jeff's not better than me Annie Hmm? Troy I said hmm <laughs> Also really So funny. weird um, And my MVP goes to Abed Getting to see Danny Pudi's acting range is always a treat. Also, yeah. what's going on with Jeff's hair lately? Not a fan. Anyway, here are my relatively easy questions. Now, you know, about Jeff's says, hair, I, I've heard people point that out, but I've never really noticed it. I'm going to have to look at it as we watch the episode. Yeah, I was getting lost in his pecs every time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, add a notch. Uh, what were three things Jeff used as examples to describe Abed's likes during his opening monologue? Yeah, he easy questions. Thanks, Danny. It was movies. like TV shows, Cougar Town. Yeah. Okay. Um. I think we nailed it. Yeah. I think uh, we got at least five of them. Yeah, I think so. Right. Post. 
Um, what's Britta's co-worker's name? I don't think he. you understand what post means and what you can actually fix during it. <laughs> uh, did he have a name? I Say it again. His, what was Britta's co-worker's name? Yeah. I don't know. I'll go with Michael. Um, what game did Chad play during Thanksgiving in Abed's Made Up Memories? Twister. Is that true? I think so. Okay. We'll double check. Um, name some of the food that it's seen that is seen at the table in the in tag. Uh uh French fries. What? Really? Like when they're at when Troy and Abbott are yeah. at the fancy restaurant at the end. I don't know. I don't know. You know, those are really supposed to be easy questions, Danny. She specifically yeah. told me, she said, my questions are easy this week. Our agent usually flags the hard ones. I'm surprised that, that Jeeves yeah. missed out this week. Yeah, he'll be getting some lashings this evening. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and not the pleasure lashings. The pleasure oh, no, lashings. I'm getting I'm getting the punishment whip. And, and not the fun I, punishment maybe whip. Maybe I can get the punishment whip just for a, just for a little something. Just oh, so once I can or twice. see if I can still feel anything. Oh, I doubt it. It's all, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty I, much... I, I, <laughs> it kind of is what it is yeah it's one big callus at this point back there for you zach but i will <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> i'll do my right. best um big Man, hug I'm starting Danny. to look like mel gibson in the passion <laughs> of the christ but a little bit less sexual <laughs> only slightly um big hugs danny danny thank you for writing in although you did lie to me once again about the difficulty of the questions i'm not sure about these hugs we're still in a pandemic danny yeah and you put zach's name first so no that part's fine i'm i'm happy that you wrote in this week that you had a little break but maybe next time do it as we discussed please she chose and her choice is clear yeah i guess how's lil doing what are they up to today Oh my God! Uh, do not ask that. <laughs> Nowhere of your concern, you scoundrel. <laughs> Lil is at work, in in which mm. they will remain. Mm. Uh, and they is brought what up they told you two dating yesterday on the side podcast we recorded. <laughs> really? My lord, I forget why we were talking a lot. We talked about Glee on Nerdstalgia, so we were talking a lot uh. about uh, uh, marching band and show mm. choir. Did Did you cut that out? Yeah, but it's it's hard to get get rid of the entire sound of my tears. Little, <laughs> it was a little uh, obnoxious. <laughs> You're like, we'll have none of that on my show. How do you today's episode is weirdly structured? So, what do you think uh, about your prospects going into our? I am not confident recap? because of the structure of the episode. I think it's going to throw me for a loop. So, I don't think I can get things chronologically. I'm just going to try and hit all the hot spots. I don't know that I necessarily. Chron- having really good chronological order might uh, improve a grade, but I don't think it's what I look for. Okay. I think you can do it. Let's see. Are you ready? We're going to yeah. find out everyone as we like to find every week. We're going to get our we're going to get our hmm, we're going to get on our hands and knees and we're going to get our mouth wide open to find out did Steven watch the episode? Did Steven watch the episode? This week. This week. I've got my timer ready. Are you ready, my friend? Let me take a speaking in tongues. Did you just get bit by a snake at your did, was your vaccination really that you got bit by a snake at your church this morning? Because that's the they true healing heal touch, all wounds. right? And the the tongues haven't quite worn off. Uh, 
let me take a deep breath is what I tried to say. No, you were trying to say it before <laughs> you had to say it, you piece of shit. All right, I'm counting down. I don't care if you're ready or not. We're going to find out, everyone. It's three, two, one, go. Happy birthday, Abed. They're at a really nice restaurant because that's where Abed wanted to meet, but Jeff has a surprise party planned for him at, Gr- at Britta's place of work where she sucks, doesn't get any tips, and it's Pulp Fiction themed. And then they go to the thing, but Abed's doing a whole My Dinner with Andre thing. He went to the set of Cooper Town and pooped his pants because he was nervous, but he was Chad. Chad lived a whole life that was better than Abed's, but it was really all a conversation he wanted to have with Jeff because they're friends and he feels like he's leaving him because he's not growing anymore. And the briefcase Stop. caught on fire. Uh, two big things that you did not mention. Well, not One's a small thing. You mentioned Britta's place of work, but you didn't really mention that it was like a diner. Mm-hmm. And you didn't mention anything about Jeff opening up and how mm-hmm. that made Abed uncomfortable. You That's did true. not do a terrible job, mm-hmm. but the, none of the Jeff stuff kind of uh, kind of took it down a little bit. But I think it's a B, just a clean B. Thank you. B. I'll take a clean B this week. Yeah, you did all right. And you just, did all for right, that, just for that score, you'll get a clean D tonight. Hey, yo. You know, to spoil our our conversation we'll have about it in a couple minutes, I really, really enjoy this episode, Mm -hmm. but it's not laugh out loud. It's more respectable than it is hilarious. That being said, was there a moment that stood out to you as funniest? Uh, There were a couple. I think that the the Troy moment where he's like, Jeff's not better than me. I thought that made me really laugh, especially because he was really, um, who, uh, now I'm going to punch myself. It's not Harvey... Kaitel that plays the guy in Pulp Fiction that Troy is being right. No, that's uh, no, it Edward it's North. Ed, Ed, Edward Norton. No, Edward North. Is that his name? I don't think so. Uh, no, I know who you're talking about, but yeah. it's like the guy from the beginning of the movie. Right? Yeah, and and the and the end. Right, <laughs> and, and maybe one point in the middle. I it's tough to keep track of that one. Um, but I thought that line was really funny. Uh, cause it was just him kind of unhinged as he was the whole episode. Right. Um, and then I think that the reveal of Pierce in the gimp suit, the reveal of Pierce in the Tim gimp Roth. suit was really, Tim Roth. That's what it was. Uh, Pierce in the gimp suit is really, yeah, funny. was really fun. Especially when he was like, am I the, yeah, it's like, am I the main character or the, the love good interest? Guy? The love interest. Yeah. I'm kind of both. <laughs> Again, you know? fiction is very hard to keep track of. It, it's it is. It is. My favorite funny moment was more just a little thing. Uh, Danny Pudi's performance in this one has so many little moments, and especially after watching My Dinner with Andre and mm-hmm. seeing clearly when Abed is doing My Dinner with Andre and when mm-hmm. he is like, oh, I don't know what to do because this didn't happen in My Dinner with Andre. Yeah. That uh, was really funny. So a moment that was funny for me was when Abed realizes that Jeff is actually going to open up and Abed kind of drops his character <laughs> and he like looks really you'll have to look when we get through it mm-hmm. he he looks really he has a funny look where he's like oh I don't know what to do now yeah so that was kind of mine it wasn't a hilarious episode but there are a lot of little things that are really nice thoughtful touches throughout the entire thing yeah overall I liked it quite a bit I thought it was a really good episode it wasn't I not my favorite of the season but definitely a really good episode of the show yeah, I think this episode is community at its most meta yet. Mm-hmm. Because in and it's so meta that I'm going to have trouble even explaining this this circle of thought that it gets me down, but it almost feels as though community was afraid of becoming the show that just does spoofs. So they so did to a... <laughs> prove that they weren't, 
they did an episode that was that was that looked like it was going to be a pulp fiction episode i don't know exactly but i would imagine the commercials mm-hmm. maybe implied that this was going to be a pulp fiction episode yeah and then they do something that's so grounded that makes it seem like oh community can do this grounded stuff but it's not even that it's an even deeper dive homage that's a really specific homage and probably the closest the show's ever uh, just done one movie you know usually mm-hmm. it's a mishmash of a bunch of different things it feels like a super meta episode that's community proving that they're not that super meta show which makes it all the most meta thing that they've ever done tied into a bow i don't know it's a really weird episode i i i can just tell that the the community writers room was a joy and also a, a big chore to be a part of because yeah they, they thought so deeply about what they could do with this show and i i don't know yeah, this I episode's think it's a bit of a mind. In what I ways. what I like so much about this episode is, like you said, it was so focused on the my dinner with Andre, but they still had enough Pulp Fiction stuff in there for me because we've talked about Quentin Tarantino a fair amount on the show right. before, and I like Pulp Fiction quite a bit. It's um, but one I'm of glad favorites, but... Community didn't do a Pulp Fiction episode. Exactly, exactly. They had just enough in there that it like you know it it, it fed my my hunger for the pulp. It's almost but, like a precursor to that episode of Rick and Morty where it was promoted as the Rick and Morty go to Atlantis episode, and then it yeah. was a completely different thing entirely. Yeah. That's a funny episode. That is a good one. Let's dive into it, and I kind of – I don't know. I don't exactly want to take it line by line like we usually do for mm-hmm. a lot of these monologue stretches. Um, I did watch My Dinner with Andre to prepare for this episode, and – it's a bit of a chore of a film to get through. Literally the entire movie, except for the beginning and end, is is two men, Wallace, Sean, playing a man named Wallace, and Andre Gregory, playing a man named Gregory, sitting down to dinner. Andre is – or playing a man named Andre. Uh, Andre is a little bit of a – I don't know. He's like one of those artsy people that has a bunch of stories of foreign lands to tell, and, and he's he's very ph- philosophical and, and – Wallace thinks he's kind of weird and mm-hmm. had been avoiding meeting up with him, but was very ends up having a conversation that he thinks he'll never forget. And it's not exactly a very exciting movie, but it's cool that they made it, and it's a cool idea for a film, and it's cool that it worked at all. And it's so I think I mean the movie came out around 1980, I think, mm-hmm. and it. Wh- I just why would Community, a 2011 sitcom, decide to do an episode based on this indie movie that had some notoriety 30 years ago? Yeah, it was very interesting. The clips that I watched of the movie, like I kind of got the gist of okay, this sure. is what's happening. Like you know, it's kind of uncomfortable. Everyone else thinks that it's uncomfortable. Like the waiter seems like he's like, are y'all like you you good over here? And I'm sure people have done you know hour long analyses of what the blinks that the waiter does mean in that movie because that's what people do with films like that. But it was you know it, yeah it's an odd choice because it's not like a millennial pop culture reference that is like you know a Die Hard or a Star Wars or a type mm-hmm. of thing that they've done before will do or they will do, but will do um, or that people like get or get like involved for yeah that will get or will get people like really like ha i love that movie that this is like such a deep dive <laughs> i am woo yeah you're right but i think that they chose to homage my dinner with andre works really well for community because there have been i i've said before that i really really like the relationship between jeff and abed there mm-hmm. were some episodes in season one that really highlighted that 
But I I think this is by far my favorite Jeff and Abed episode. And I think using the backdrop of My Dinner with Andre paints this episode that's a really thoughtful, emotional episode from these two people in the study group that know each other really well and understand each other really well that have kind of disconnected. Yeah. And that it's also exactly what My Dinner with Andre is, is just like icing on the meta cake. This whole opening sequence of Jeff walking towards the restaurant is very much what the beginning of My Dinner with Andre is. It's Wallace walking to get ready for his dinner with Andre. There are a lot of establishing shots of New York and and him getting to the restaurant. Uh, and, and even this, still, the, the voiceover that Jeff gives, even though it's just kind of doing the My Dinner with Andre thing, there's some thoughtfulness behind it that immediately gives away that Jeff planned this party for Abed uh, he's been kind of worried about Abed because he's falling really deep into his pop culture fits of fancy, and he doesn't really know what he's getting into by having this fancy dinner, just the two of them, and he really wants to just get Abed to this party that he's lovingly put together for him. Mm-hmm. I really like Jeff in this episode. I do too. Uh, that he put this whole party together for Abed is really nice. It I, it seems like the type of thing that the other members would have done and he would have just reluctantly been a part of. But I, I like that he understands Abed, or he thinks he does, and puts together something that he thinks Abed would really, really like. Yeah, I think Jeff's character, this episode shows how much he's grown as like a friend, at least to Abed. Because right. I think that Jeff and Abed have always had one of the most honest relationships on the show. And I, I like that this kind of brings that to the light, how much Jeff does trust Abed. You're right. He shows up to the restaurant and is confused. You know, it doesn't feel like the type of thing. Abed, that Abed like would chicken usually... fingers, video games, Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. It's it's not we the type of three. thing that he would normally be into. And Jeff, understandably, well, isn't the type of person that's gonna pick up on my dinner with Andre references. I doubt Jeff has seen or heard of my dinner with Andre. But he's here for his friend, and he wants to do what Abed wants to do, even if it's kind of like cutting into his plans for the evening and as he's ordering a drink at the bar Abed shows up at the perfect time because everything Abed does in this interaction is exactly what happens in the movie. <laughs> Abed is dressed like Andre, he's smiling like Andre, he's saying the things Andre says, hugs Jeff the way Andre hugged Wallace. He uh, uh, he he orders the same drink. He tells Jeff that he looks good like Andre <laughs> tells Wallace he looks good. All of this is Straight from the script of My Dinner with Andre. <laughs> Danny Pudi does such an incredible job in this episode playing that character. It, it's just, I don't know. It's It removes you from the fact that you're watching Community, kind yeah. of, just yeah. because of how good his performance is here. That's important because this episode, more than any episode that, that tests what Community can be, this episode feels... Except for when the study, the Pulp Fiction stuff does. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't feel very much like community while also feeling very much at the heart of community, too. Mm-hmm. This was an episode that definitely when I was younger watching community and falling in love with it, I did not get this episode at all. And I was a, uh, a kid who was willing to like do the deep dive and kind of figure out what they were doing. And I read about My Dinner with Andre, and it was just an episode that that bored me it didn't make me laugh a lot and yeah. i think there's a lot more about it about the the humanness between it between jeff and abed mixed with how all of it is completely choreographed by abed and isn't really really human nature between the two of them he, he's put this all together himself i think they get a lot out of it 
Yeah, I, I didn't remember this episode super duper well when I went to watch it today. I was like, okay, I remember that it happened. I remember a little bit of Pulp Fiction stuff. The thing that I remembered the best was the end tag, actually, more than wow. anything else. Yeah, but then going back through it, I was like, okay, this is this one, but it's a great episode. I think the first thing I think of when I think about this episode is something we'll get to a little bit later is Abed pooping his pants on the set of Cougar Town. We've all done it. <laughs> We've all done it? They were not super exclusive with being an extra on that show. <laughs> he gives Abed this wallet at the fancy restaurant that says badass mother on it like in Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. and it, it, it's it's one of the first of many moments in the episode where Jeff is trying to move this along to get them out of here and get them to this party and I'm sure it makes Jeff sad that Abed kind of completely disregards the gift because he's doing something different he's being Andre Andre probably Andre doesn't know Pulp Fiction no Pulp Fiction hasn't been made yet <laughs> On their way to their table, Jeff tries for the first time to actually say, hey, let's go somewhere else instead. But Abed's, yeah, he's he's a man with the plan, and Jeff just kind of has to put up with it. After Abed leaves to go towards the table, he calls the study group, and we get the first glimpse of what's going on on the other side of things. Apparently, originally in the episode, we only saw, the whole episode took place in the restaurant, mm-hmm. and they only we only saw the study group when they show up at the restaurant oh, at really? the end of the episode. Uh, but I'm glad that we get these little cuts of them because they've lit this diner set so well for a Pulp Fiction homage, and all of their costumes are perfect. So we had to get as much so of it good. as we can. We first see Britta all dolled up as Uma Thurman on the other side of the phone with Jeff, who's letting them all know that they're going to be late. And they're all ready for the surprise, but it's not happening yet. It's going to be a while. We've got Chang as Bruce Willis, which I think is a really inspired mm-hmm. casting. <laughs> Surely is Samuel L. Jackson is one of the best. Pierce is the gimp, even if it's not Pierce. It's so not Pierce. No. Why wouldn't Chevy just do it? Chevy read the script, and he was like, oh, so I don't have to show up for this shit, do I? <laughs> like, no, I guess not, Chevy. You know, honestly, yeah, why don't you just stay home and send us in your lines, Chevy? Yeah, I think that all the, the costumes stuff is really funny. I honestly think that it would have been easy to make J- Chang the gimp, and I'm glad they didn't because and it's it would have been easy to Chang. make Troy Samuel L. Jackson. Though. Yeah, I'm glad that they made it Shirley. Mm-hmm. Although not much about Troy, I almost didn't even think about Troy being Tim Roth's character until later in the episode when they're like acting out the scenes. I wasn't mm. exactly sure who Troy was. In fact, the the Hawaiian shirt that Troy wears in this episode is very childish Gambino of a certain time. It really is, isn't it? I think he officially, now he's said this before, but I think he officially now dropped the moniker. He said he did before, but then released a whole project under that name, so who knows. There was going to be one more album, Mm -hmm. and then I guess that was the album, but I don't think it was originally. Ah. So he's just Donald Glover now. He's just Dong Lover again. (laughs) That's cool. I mean, he's going to be in that Amazon series version of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, that'll be cool. That'll be interesting. I'll be glad to check that out. Season three of Atlanta is being filmed right now. Yeah, that would I be like cool. that show. I quite still a bit. haven't seen season two. Season two was weird, but it was good. I'm excited. I'll definitely probably just have to revisit it all before season three starts. I will. That'd be a great do. thing for us to talk about over on You Can't Disappear Show or as a little side like yeah. recap podcast. Follow what our community people are doing. Exactly. Everyone at the restaurant is really excited for Abed to get there. They think he's really gonna he's really gonna like it. They think he's gonna say cool at least five times. Annie points out, which I think is cute. Mm-hmm. Annie looks cute. Yeah. She looks like a first lady. She does. She looks like Hillary Rodham Clinton. <laughs> like in Shout the out to Hillary. Come on the show. Let's talk Hillary, about it. come on the show. 
You're on. You've got your own podcast. So come over here, and we'll we'll give you a little free press. We'll give you some free. Let's uh, role we'll play. Send people over to your. You'll show. be Bill. We'll be Monica's dress. And come on the show. Suck us off all podcast long. Hillary oh. Rodham Clinton. <laughs> bring so yeah, Bill. Setting up in the what? Yeah. <laughs> bring bring the sacks, Bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember those photos from when Hillary was running for president of Bill Clinton playing with balloons with the biggest <laughs> smile on his face? Yeah, I think that Bill is he Clinton. Okay? They talk and... about Joe Joe Biden being senile. The problem is, I think Bill Clinton acted that way when he was younger as well. So <laughs> he just is not. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's not concerning. There isn't much of a crazy funny joke that sets off the theme song in this one. It's literally just Pierce's, the zipper is touching my balls, or my balls are touching my zipper, and then it cuts into the theme song. Yeah. I thought that was a little bit, they could have done a better job with that. Don't you think there would have been a better joke? Yeah, I wish they'd had a little bit better one. I do like the joke that comes afterwards, though, a little Mm -hmm. bit, where Shirley's where Pierce and Shirley are saying they've never seen Pulp Fiction, and Shirley's like, oh, I saw it on the The airplane. The airplane version that's 30 minutes, and it's about... Uh, some uh, dancing kids people who, who love like Jesus the Bible and, and burgers. Yeah, and yeah. It, and it's they dance. Yeah, that would be. I'm sure on an airplane, Pulp Fiction would be about 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> we get a nice glamour shot of Troy staring at the briefcase that's in the middle of the room. Very Pulp Fiction. Being curious about what's inside it is very Pulp Fiction, and that kind of sets that up, that it's going to drive Troy crazy. He kind of feels like Jeff is being a better friend to Abed than he is, and it's making him feel kind of jealous. I like the little stuff they do with Troy in this episode quite a bit. I do too. There's that hmm, hmm uh, uh, situation that is funny between him and Annie. (laughs) Well, it's kind of reminiscent of the whole talk at the diner that Edward North, not Ed, god damn, (laughs) yep. Yeah, Edward North. <laughs> Edward Come on North. the show. <laughs> that Timothy Roth and um, I can't remember the actress's name, who Annie is portraying. I don't either. But that they have in that diner where he's like, everyone thinks they're better than me because they're going around, and he's like, kind of, yeah. yeah. But I like that because Troy is is very unhinged this episode. He is, and it's the Pulp Fiction in him, but it's also, I think, the friendship jealousy. Yeah. Well, I mean, because Troy is Abed's best friend, so why is Jeff the one who he asked to go eat at a fancy dinner with him? Yeah, and back at the fancy dinner, they're ordering, and Abed orders exactly to the line what mm-hmm. Andre does in my dinner with Andre. What is squab? Is it another type of squab? Bird? Is another type of small bird? Yes. Are, are a small game still swerving fowl. things like squab and and uh, quail? Yeah, really fancy ones do. I would try it. I had some uh, some game fowl at so we like had a. <laughs> Twice a year, we have like a training conference. How many conference. spritzes of ice of of mountain water from <laughs> from Nicaragua do you have to do you have to spritz on your quail to activate the flavor? Uh, you actually have to whistle the local bird's song in its Let's ear before it. you eat okay, it. Okay, well, you're the one who brought it up. Let's hear it. So the uh, the Midwestern. Do you want the quail or squab song? I think I want quail. Okay, the Midwestern uh, game fowl quail that's commonly served at five-star restaurants around here makes a, a soft song. It's almost seductive in its tone, but it's kind of a... <laughs> lower than you'd think a bird's sound would yeah. be. Most yeah, think, much... <laughs> but no, this yeah. quail, it's, it's very sultry. <laughs> almost sounds like a cat's purr. That's how it lures in it does. its prey, but that's also how you lure it in. You go... And then the quail just appears. Are you constantly luring in quails? (laughs) Often. Most of the time on accident. But, you know, 
You reap what you sow. Come on the show, Quail. We're calling you. (laughs) We're calling you out, Quail. Jeff's reaction when Abed's like, they don't have Quail. And he's like, okay. (laughs) I don't know. He just doesn't get what Abed's doing at all. Not at all. It's really funny. And I like that Jeff, who clearly doesn't get what's going on, is just trying to get out of there. So unlike where in My Dinner with Andre, where he's like, I'll just have whatever he's ordering because he doesn't understand the menu at all. Right. Uh, he, Jeff's like, ah, oh, salad. Like, just give me something quick so I can get the hell out of right. here. And we dig into kind of uh, Jeff is, is, is concerned for Abed because he's not acting like Abed at all. He, he's acting like Andre, which is, which is weird. And he talks about... Uh, Abed starts to talk about what happened and how it's tied in with a little television program called Cougar Town, which Abed is apparently very fond of and ran a slightly popular Facebook fan club for online. What do you think of this? I know that you have uh, expressed some affinity for the program Cougar Town. I liked Cougar Town quite a bit. I thought it was really funny. And I think this is a funny... You would really enjoy it, especially with how much you like Scrubs. I know that it's... Bill Lawrence of Scrubs, yeah. and I, I'm sure I would, yeah, I'm sure I would enjoy I it I think immensely. that an adult Zach would enjoy Cougar Town more than you currently enjoy Scrubs. Take you out the nostalgia so? factor of it, yeah. I think, now, Scrubs is a better show overall, but You're Cougar Town... You're saying that I have bad taste now. No, I like Cougar Town a lot. If you were like, hey, Steven, do you want to watch an episode of later season Scrubs or Cougar Town? I would choose Cougar Town. Really? Uh, what about later season Cougar Town once they made the switch to TBS? Did you watch any of that? Yeah. I I watched it through to the end. Um, It was still funny. I don't know that it was necessarily as funny because the jokes kind of got played out a little bit. But the first two seasons of Cougar Town, I really, really enjoyed. Well, that's good to know. And it, it seems like Abed really enjoyed it too. And it's a funny bit that he loves this show so much when Abed's kind of a a connoisseur of fine art. Now he right? was actually in the background of an episode, right? Like that's a real Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. Have yeah. you seen the clip? Yeah. Now the clip doesn't quite uh, line up with the story as it's told in community. Mm-hmm. He's in the background of a scene while two characters are talking in the foreground, and most of the scene is a commercial for Subway, mm-hmm. like a product placement little thing. And Abed at first I'll say Abed because it's definitely Abed. Yeah. He's he's in the shot and he's at first just being a little weird, like taking a sip of his coffee and just like standing there like a like a NPC, you know, like yeah. without any expression. And then he just straight up starts like staring at the actors, giving their <laughs> lines and even like reacting to the last one. And then and then he gets up and leaves kind of scared. So it turns it, it keeps in contact a little bit what it says on community. He just mm-hmm. doesn't walk across the frame like he said he was going to. Yeah. But you can tell Very that it's funny. Abed going through a type of uh a type of uh mental distraught uh, uh because he's on the set of Cougar Town. And that's the beginning of the story that Abed's telling. I think Danny Pudi's delivery through every little thing about his Cougar Town story is pitch perfect. It's brilliant. I think that it's it's so so good because I mean it's clearly like I don't know. He's playing. He's doing a, a a dude within a dude here, where he's playing Abed, but he's also playing Abed Andre. Playing Andre, but, but he's, he's doing also it telling so well. a story. You know, later in in the, he he mentions that maybe there's a chance that he didn't actually go on the set of Cougar Town, but he did. So Abed is actually being slightly vulnerable here. Mm-hmm. This is I and mean, he's telling it so well, and I think that his mannerisms and his like expression. 
And the way that he's still conveying this story that he's excited to tell his friend Jeff about is Abed, but he's telling it to someone totally different is so good. Hmm. Yeah, it is really good. And I like I love the way that he talks about the crew of Cougar Town and how it's like a little village and and everybody has their own job and and the, how the way that he gets invited onto the set and how he goes through all of the feelings of well then I'm not Abed, I'm someone who lives in Cougar Town. Uh I really like his process. Now in the movie, I know that they have like a talk about Andre going to see some show or some theater thing, right? Does he kind of talk about it this way? Yeah, I would say definitely. He talks about a lot of things. Uh, My Dinner with Andre had some weird Jewish Nazi stuff. Mm. I don't remember all of it now, but there was talk. What? Like pro-Nazi? I don't know. He definitely talked about, like, Andre was well-traveled, and he talked positively of the swastika in, like, the Tibetan sense of it. Hmm. And he talked about like I like think him like having him having like a swastika flag because of that and like how it made people uncomfortable. Uh, oh, and the other thing was that he compared like being stuck in New York City and living in New York City. He compares it to being in an internment camp. Hmm. I think I they like, are quite literally Andre. not the same, but go for it. I guess it's like the people saying the the plight of the modern republican is the same as the plight of the didn't mm-hmm. like marjorie taylor green say that or no an act that was what the actress who gina carano who got that's what she said to get yeah. kicked off the mandalorian clown <laughs> absolute clown <laughs> abed makes up this whole person he becomes chad and he talks about chad's life story how he how he all of a sudden as he's walking across the set of cougar town that he knows that he is now chad and and what chad has been through and I would totally be the type of person who did this. I'd be thinking so hard about right? walking in the background shot of something. What's that your motivation? I would look so awkward and stifled. <laughs> if you could walk in the background of any TV show, current or past, what would it be? Mm. I think it would be pretty cool to be on set. Like current, I would probably choose something like Atlanta. Um, because or even the still running it's always sunny in philadelphia yeah one of those would be really cool because i like those shows so much i'd love to see those people work but i think past shows something like a community or even like the office or friends something like that where i just bit to see all those like people who now are doing you know other stuff when they were to get like breaking bad would be super breaking cool bad to be on the set cool. of just to watch like even like Making i don't watch Mad Men, but <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that'd be the one. I'd pick, Just like, Hannah prestige. Montana. Any right. of the high school musical films. As long as it was Hannah Montana pre-Hannah Montana forever. Well, yeah. Because that felt like a different show. Mm-hmm. So Abed <laughs> pooped his pants on the set of Cougar Town. I don't... <laughs> that's so funny and, and hard to believe. I don't think that... I don't, I don't know that I've ever pooped my pants above the age of like maybe like 10 or something if i had like an embarrassing incident or accident i don't know i don't think anything has ever surprised the poop out of me well have you ever like taken a gamble and lost on some gas because i have like with your car like on the amount of gas no no like you thought you were gonna pass gas and it was poop. oh and it was a poop it was a shart yeah but has 
but has literal feces, have turds come out of your butthole, or are you like, oh, that probably left some bits, and I need to go to the bathroom now? No, like, like it was, it was a liquid. Because I think turds left Abed's asshole on the set of. Well, here's the thing: it it was liquid turd, soft serve turd. Well, no, I've not had a a right poop out of my out of my butt (laughs) when my pants were pulled up. I've I you know have been you know a little sickly in the stomach and I thought I was gonna pass gas and it turns out it was more than that. But I had a situation when I was very young of being with my mom at White Castle on Mother's Day. <laughs> what a time! And I don't even think we had eaten yet, <laughs> but we were in the White Castle and I was really trying to hold it because I was excited for some slideys. Yeah, and then it was instantly that. I have to poop now, <laughs> yeah. and I it, I had to have been like six or seven mm-hmm. or eight or something, and there was turd running down my leg mm-hmm. in the White Castle on my <laughs> way to the White Castle bathroom, and I'm a little kid, and I'm horrified by this. Yeah, so you're like, what do I do? And I'm like, I don't really know how to clean up my pants and yeah. my leg on my own, and th- I wasn't today's six-year-old that has a cell phone yeah so i had to like <laughs> call to my i tried to call to my mother Ma- from the Ma- bathroom door and she didn't hear me because my mom's a hundred years old so i had to waddle out with poop soaked leggies to get my mom to come clean me up <laughs> in the white castle you know zach since you shared that story i'll i'll, I'll make you feel a little at ease i was definitely an adult because it was like i came back oh, to no. visit from chicago one time i don't know how much at ease you're gonna feel and after this story, i was, was driving back to a friend's house like from chicago like i was long trip and i was like you know i'm gonna stop at this gas station because i really have to pee so bad and i walk in the gas station and i go to the gas station bathroom and it's like a single person bathroom I'm like okay here we go and you know when when for those who don't know when guys pee for the most part we don't pull our pants all the way down after the age of I don't know seventeen, uh, and I'll be honest I like to sit down to pee. Mm. When I'm at home, mm. I typically only because it makes a mess and because I'm the type of person that if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go to the bathroom I'm gonna be there for a while regardless <laughs> of what I have to do. I'm going to read something. I'm going to remember that I had, didn't do part of my taxes and now I do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to remember that I need to put some money and say, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be there a while. Mm. <laughs> so I don't have standing time. I see. Well, I, I was in Finish a public restroom and I, I was standing. Uh, and I was like, okay, you know, sometimes uh, you, you fart when you pee. You know, it happens. And I was like, okay, time to fart because I'm peeing. And I sharted right in my right in my drawers when I was peeing, and I was like, "Oh no, what do I do?" And I was like, "You know what, Stephen, you're an adult. Handle this." So I took off my underwear, I balled it up and threw it in the trash can, yep. cleaned myself up, and I left. So it wasn't enough shart to soil the pants. No, 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 no. Just my britches, yeah, just my knickers. Just my draws. my trousers were fine, <laughs> but them drawers <laughs> were done for. <laughs> You know, where did you say you were when this happened? Uh, A gas station bathroom in Anderson, Indiana. Someone in this gas station (laughs) at the end of the day went and, like, cleaned the bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) Went to empty the trash. 
It's like, what the? <laughs> I'm sorry to you. Here? But as somebody that worked in, in a... Was like, I hate my goddamn job. <laughs> I hate my life. I he... hate my miserable life. Here's what I'll say, though. I doubt that was the worst thing he's found in that bathroom trash can. Because working at the Dolphin Club, I found underwear that was soiled all the time. Either in the toilet, in a trash can, sometimes just on the floor of the locker room. People and are gross. how much of them were yours? Uh, Less than you'd think. But more than you'd hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, do you think Abed pooped his pants because Chad was dying and you poop your pants when you die? Um, I think that if this really happened, maybe that's that was his motivation. Abed's like, well, now Chad is going through death cycles because he's never going to be seen again. So I have to poop my pants because that's what I've heard happens when you die. <laughs> <laughs> And it's Someone really awkward the way he explains that, yeah, he was helped up and, and they gave him clothes and he had to apologize and thank everyone and leave. <laughs> That'd be so embarrassing to be invited on the set of one of your favorite TV <laughs> shows and you poop your pants and are kindly escorted <laughs> off of the set with, with wardrobe. I remember another time of Steven soiling himself. I completely forgot about this until this moment. I like did karate when I was in like... <laughs> elementary school briefly you just you just chopped too hard and everything came <laughs> dislodged well i really had to pee but once class started you weren't supposed to go to the bathroom because a disciplined karate karate goes karate-er. before now keep in mind this is a karate class taught by some like bald um, white Republican. white yeah that was like he was basically rex kwando from napoleon dynamite was who was teaching this class it was like now if you believe in your son you will pay me ten thousand dollars so he can get his next belt color oh uh yeah it was one of those and I was standing there, and I had to pee so bad. And at some point, I just f-ing peed. I was in probably like third grade, maybe fourth. So I was too old to be peeing myself, but I I was holding it the best I could. One time, I peed my pants in the church library because I didn't want to stop looking at books. Nice. I really liked books as a kid. Yeah. Okay. You said you've been reading yeah. now on, on the pre-show. You said this, right? You've been reading. Yeah, I've been reading a lot of Stephen King books. I just started The Shining for the first time. Nice. I'm uh, reading something called Goodnight Poon Poon, which is a very uh, it's <laughs> it, it has a very playful name, but it's a very like you know, I dark and I heavy read the thing. captions of a of a very uh, <laughs> captivating Pornhub video that was also called Poon Poon. Ah, nice. <laughs> Although they were saying good morning, not good night in that video. Hey yo. Mm-hmm. Your food's getting cold. <laughs> How silly of me. Which I think is also part of the movie. I think uh, Wallace Shawn says that. Jeff is so... That look that Jeff gives where he side-eyes Abed and like where they're at. He's so like... Man, have you ever been in a situation where you've gotten into deep of a situation hanging out with someone that you don't every thursday out with? <laughs> and, <laughs> and now it's like... The, the time that comes... Springs to mind... Uh, I really hope I know exactly what you're going to say. Is us together in the college town that we all hung out in. I was on a substance that I won't name on this program. And I was outside on a lawn chair trying to get my shit together because I needed to get my shit together. Mm -hmm. And a gentleman who I don't know that well and don't care that much (laughs) who I've seen recently. He changed my tires. Really? Uh, He came and sat down down next to me and told me so many things. And it was so awkward. And after a half hour or so of it, I was like, oh, my God, this is my (laughs) life now. (laughs) 
how do I get out of this? Yeah, uh, that was a pretty terrifying experience, and I'm sorry that... I think you eventually saved me. Uh, yeah, eventually, but not soon enough. There was no soon enough in that situation. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was... Yeah. He was a character. Although, who was worse? Him or his girlfriend? Not at the time, because I'm sure he told you all about the end of their relationship while you were sitting there talking in the lunch. I don't know. I think this might have been before that. Are we talking about the girl that I myself dated in middle school? Or in you dated freshman her? year? Yeah, did she have yeah. a shit bag then? No. Uh, she had uh, a full-on colostomy bag when they were together. This is all going to go out when we... Yeah. When... <laughs> when, when, when and I dated, we dated for like a month my freshman year of high school, and she was like at the beginning of starting to get sick. So she mm. was really cold all the time, and sometimes we'd be holding hands, and she'd just start like shaking. Mm. I mean, I do that too, but it's because I'm, I'm... So what? It was like coming. if they were... So if she needed to shit, she had a bag for it? Like, a t- so a colostomy bag, the way it works, it's like attached, like, it's like on the front. It's like okay. on your stomach, like just poking out. Okay. And like it, you're basically your intestine feeds into that because your asshole something's up with it. So like she just would shit in a bag and then like empty the bag and then like reattach it. Well, I imagine yeah, that's how that would work. Yeah. Back in the diner, uh, <laughs> Troy is still nervously watching this briefcase. He's got next no week on Nerd Nostalgia. We break down colostomy bags. You're making so much of this unusable. I know. <laughs> I don't know if I'll use that or not. Maybe I will. Who f- cares? Yeah. Uh, Chang tempts Troy to look into the briefcase, and 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 he totally plays into Troy's feelings of uh, of feeling like an inadequate friend. And I don't think this has anything to do with Chang's Pulp Fiction cosplay, really, at all. No. The hilarious bit of uh, of of Troy's present for Abed being shown, and it's very clearly a wrapped helicopter. <laughs> there are several jokes about not being able to tell what's inside of the wrapping Yeah. Paper, and I think that's a really, really, really funny bit. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. I, I found myself tuning out most of the times, or I guess it's really just this time, but that the, the co-worker talks very much. Does he have a name? I don't see a name tag. Danny, are you making shit up? Brian. His name is Brian. Mm. Britta just said Brian. With an I. And I don't like how this little sequence between Britta and Brian, I guess, how it ends with someone saying, oh, I guess everyone hates Britta. Yeah. We're getting to that era of Britta. I think it's Annie that says it, isn't it? Yeah, it is Annie. Rude. But it gives us an angle of Shirley as Samuel L. Jackson drinking a milkshake, so I can't be that mad. Mm -hmm. Now, I I asked, like, a couple weeks ago, like, what Britta does for work, how she survived. I guess she works at this diner. Yeah, I don't think they had ever, ever mentioned it before. No. And they don't really even mention it here. She just starts talking about how she works there while they're there. Yeah. But I guess they all have to be making some type of money somehow. Back in the diner, Jeff is still trying to get out of this situation, but we're getting closer to... Abed uh, kind of driving a nail into Jeff and, and getting him to to start thinking a little bit deeper about the conversation mm-hmm. that they're having. And he really does kind of make Jeff think that he doesn't, he truly doesn't care about uh, about film or pop culture anymore yeah. because of his because of his Cougar Town poop experience. 
Well, and if you're watching this and don't understand the reference or you don't know what, you know, the context is, you'd believe him too because he's yeah. like, you know, I had this experience. I basically died and was born again that day. <laughs> yeah. I'm done with TV. I want to experience more than more than Chad, the fake guy who mm. I made up in five minutes, you know? Right. And Jeff, after a commercial break, he's not cutting any corners anymore. He's like, look, you're going through some stuff. I can see that, but I would really like you to leave have a milkshake with me, and please, on the way, think about Pulp Fiction as a film and that you like it, okay? Just like this is the nicest thing that I have done and will do for anybody, please. <laughs> and Abed isn't even willing, because, like, of course, Abed would pick up what Jeff is throwing down, but he's Andre right now, so he yeah. doesn't even notice it until later. And he explains how talking about stuff like that makes him feel like a robot exchanging catchphrases and stuff like that and then jeff starts to snipe back at abed with you know uh, well what how, how come that's fake conversation but talking about what type of conversation this fake conversation is real conversation yeah it, it starts going very contextual and philosophical and meta here doesn't it Mm-hmm. did you learn any important truths from this episode no <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they talk. This is where we kind of get to talk about lying and whether people ever don't lie. Uh, what what how conversations are a weird part of human nature, uh, and that humans always lie, and whether or not they lie the most when they're alone. How do you feel about that kind of thing? Um, I think that, I do think we tell ourselves lies when we're alone. Yeah, I think that part of and we believe the lies. Getting older is being able to discern what lies you've told yourself and have been told throughout your life and which sure. things are true. You know, I think that's part of at least what growing up is, is right. Is figuring out your own kind of truth to yourself. Yeah. I think that there are some things that like, you can't just be, okay, this is true. This is not, but there are some things that you can decide about yourself. I think sure that when you grow up, you kind of get to do. Blink-182 truly did say it best, so I guess this is growing up. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Jeff's admission that he calls a phone sex line and pretends to be 400 pounds so he can feel like someone would be attracted to him even if he wasn't the man that he is? Not to kink shame, but that's weird as shit. I don't know. I feel like that's a weird thing to do. And I think it's it shows that Jeff is still very egotistical. Yeah, and it's showing it's showing Jeff's privilege that yeah. he has to pretend to be someone that he sees as lesser than to to up his current ego. I mean, there was a whole episode not that long ago about Neil almost killing himself because people were calling him Fat Neil, and Jeff's the one who coined that. And yet Jeff is also like, let me call a sex line and tell them I'm 400 pounds so that they tell me they like me because I'm paying them to. Yeah, Jeff is always, uh, you know, one step forward, two steps back. Mm-hmm. But Jeff is starting to let some stuff out, and when his phone rings again, he doesn't want to use it as a way to get them out of the restaurant. He He's breaking through to something, so he <laughs> puts his cell phone in the water and, and, and keeps his conversation going. <laughs> and, and he's able to spill some beans or spill some emotions to Abed in a way that here it's starting to make Abed uncomfortable because now yeah. he's like, Oh, so are you Andre? Am I Wallace Well, now? and for the first time, Where... he's starting to lose that eye contact that he's had throughout the whole yeah. episode. You he's know? like, I don't know what I'm supposed to actually say if we're opening up to each he's other. He's like, I did not plan. Well, I didn't think I'd get this far. You know? <laughs> and he goes into asking Abed if he can say something <laughs> that he's never told anyone before. And Abed says yes with his mouth, but it's so clear that he's really not sure. 
Not at all. Again, back at the diner, we're still marveling over this briefcase. Briefcase? Over this briefcase. Mm. And Troy, is he's just got to do something about it. He's got to see what's inside of that bad boy. Chang's gotten into his head with, what does he say later? His dark Chinese magic or yeah, something, like, something that. like that. I don't know if that's something we should... I don't know if that's what it was. But, <laughs> but Troy's going nuts, and he's got to find out what's in the suitcase, so he lunges after it. And it's a really funny twist that it ends up being that it is the briefcase with a yeah. light bulb inside of it from Pulp Fiction. It, it's another really meta joke on top of a meta joke. I think that's a really good payoff. Because yeah, they do the whole funny. thing where you open it up and there's a light and you don't know what's inside of it. But it's because it's exactly what it was on the set of Pulp Fiction. That's yeah. Funny. Yeah. Dark Chinese powers. How do you feel about that one? Um, it doesn't seem <laughs> aggressively offensive, but... You know, Britta yells at them for coming in and kind of messing up her workplace and they don't they have their backs turned. So they don't see that the the briefcase is now on fire and smoking and the certificate is all burnt up and the present is now useless. And that's really sad. It's a pretty cool present. It was a really cool present. And then we get, I love the way the shot of uh, Troy going to strangle Chang, the way that it kind of does some some Tarantino-ian yeah. close-ups and like moving shots that look really cool. And everyone tries to pull Troy <laughs> off at Chang. It's a funny visual. Except for the waiter who's just holding the ice cream scoop and watching. <laughs> we cut back to the diner, and we don't get the whole story, but we hear enough of Jeff's story of how he was dressed up in a girl's costume for Halloween one year, and everyone, when he went trick-or-treating, thought he was a girl, and he was embarrassed by it, but by the end of it was appreciating the attention it got him, so he stopped correcting them and, and started saying thank you. We're learning a lot about Jeff through these little stories in this episode, yeah. and I think they're really nice glimpses into him. <laughs> it's a funny joke, and it works really well for his character, for that have actually been something that might have up a little bit as a kid and gave him some self-doubt issues that would hold through the rest of his life well yeah because he was like wow i did this and they all liked me but i felt terrible so do i have to feel bad to feel good jeff feels great letting all this out but it's clear that abed does not <laughs> he looks horrified and he's still trying to hold it up as best as he can but he doesn't look like andre anymore he looks like abed and abed doesn't know what to do Pierce, now we get a beautiful shot of, of Chevy in the maskless gimp suit, and I love that his <laughs> crotch is rhinestone encrusted. And look, the body of Pierce in the suit looks nothing like the man who was playing Pierce earlier. Pierce has got a little more love in his tummy. Well, I have a question for you, Zach. Okay. Who do you think was the better leather daddy, Chevy Chase or Tobias on Arrested Development? I think you put Chevy Chase against Tobias. Tobias wins, no contest. Mm -hmm. In just about every category. I love Tobias Fair. Funky. <laughs> and this Pierce bit really isn't that funny that he comes in in the gimp suit to interrupt their dinner just to say, pretty gay, man. Pretty gay as he's wearing a gimp suit. I don't know if I thought that was very funny. I didn't like that line a whole lot, but I, I get where the joke was. And this is when Abed puts together what Jeff has done for him because he's kind of snapped out of Andre yeah. mode. And he's really excited. He, he thinks that that would be cool and that he wants to go do it. Jeff thinks truly that it doesn't matter anymore because of the breakthrough that they had. And it's funny. Uh, now now Abed's like, let, let, let's wrap this up. Come on, check, check, check. Let's go. The guy tries to say, oh, but you're my dinner with Andre <laughs> thing. It's not done yet. And I like how Abed's like, check, check, check. Come on, bite. <laughs> 
And this is when Jeff figures out what's been going on this whole time, that they haven't been having a thoughtful conversation. Abed has been doing some type of performance art thing, pretending to be the film My Dinner with Andre, <laughs> which Jeff has never heard of. And the way Abed delivers his, yeah, it's just a movie about two guys talking in a restaurant. <laughs> And Jeff takes his phone out of the water. He feels very embarrassed now and and mad at Abed because he's done so much to try to make him feel better <laughs> when Abed used him to do something to make himself feel better. <laughs> Abed says it shouldn't matter if he really pooped on the set of Cougar Town, but I think it does matter, and I think he did. It does. Yeah, I think he did too. Everyone else shows up, and uh, with all the scenes in the diner, I don't think you needed everyone to show up in the in the restaurant. It makes sense that they shot this thinking we wouldn't be seeing them in the diner mm-hmm. throughout the episode. And Ovid does say cool five times, just like Annie said that he would earlier. Did he in do the it episode. five? That's he what said, cool, I cool, 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 pointing at nice. each of them. Isn't that nice? Isn't that a nice that little touch? That is nice. Mm-hmm. Jeff is talking about the present, and if anybody brought the briefcase, and I like Troy's line, like it's probably fine. Just need some detailing. No biggie. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. I love when Troy sits down because Jeff clearly storms out mad and he's like, man, I wish you two got along better. And then starts to drink Abed's no-no juice. Oh, that's good <laughs> no-no juice. <laughs> After the commercial, now everyone is back at the party and and Jeff is trying to, to uh, what, is he getting money out of the guy or is he paying No, he's the guy paying the guy for, for the damages. damages of having a fire in his restaurant. 1200 and Britta keeps her job. He says, well, I'll take 800 and Britta stays fired and Jeff is willing to make that deal. <laughs> so we knew that Britta had this job for a total of like 15 minutes yeah. of this series. That's funny. I really like this scene here now that they've that they've dropped the My Dinner with Andre facade and Jeff and Abed do kind of have a real heart-to-heart conversation that doesn't feel hackneyed at all uh, to wrap up this, this, this homage that Abed was doing. And Abed gets to make Jeff feel a little bit better and Jeff gets to make Abed feel a little bit better. I think it's a nice scene. Yeah, I got a little bit emotional when Abed was talking about kind of feeling... Uh, like Jeff was distancing himself from him and like he doesn't he hasn't been growing and everybody else has I think that Danny delivers the lines fantastically um, but it's also just a really great scene between two friends you know I think that we all have friends that we kind of feel like we drift apart from sometimes um, and that can be hard because sometimes it happens organically and it's not anyone's fault you know you're still just as good friends but maybe something happens someone gets busy or you're not around as much um, but we've all kind of, I'm sure had those moments where we internalize it and we're like, Oh, is this because I like, do they hate me? What did I do? You know? So yeah. I think that that's a very real thing. You're really right. And I like how this kind of works in favor for the the writers because I'm sure Jeff and Abed doing less together in the show wasn't intentional, mm-hmm. but, but then they notice the pattern and use it as a storyline to where yeah. when he says we used to do a lot and now we don't anymore. You are like, yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. And it's a little sad. Uh, one line that I like that's really meta is when Jeff uses the word spoof and Abed says, I prefer homage. Yeah. I feel like that's what they say in the community writer's room when they talk about the types of episodes that they do. They don't oh, want to totally. call them spoofs. They want to call them homages because spoofs are like scary movie and stuff like that. And they probably felt like they were higher than that. Yeah. Which I'm I sure think they, they are too. Mm-hmm. And the way that Abed frames it, that he tells Jeff that, Ab- that my dinner with Andre is about a guy who's supposed to get a dinner with a friend that he's been distancing himself from. It is a really beautiful moment. I can totally see why this would make someone emotional. And mm-hmm. I love that they chose to – and it doesn't feel cheesy at all. I think no. in some ways this episode for me is what 
uh, mixology certification is for some people. Yeah. Because I love how it's so homage heavy and community, but after faking and simulating all the real emotional conversations, they really naturally work the real one into the end of the episode mm-hmm. where it doesn't feel rushed. It feels so natural that they have this conversation and, and it doesn't feel out of character from the Abed we've seen always and throughout this episode who can't really do stuff like this. Yeah. Uh, it, it works really well and the two men play this moment so well. Totally. Okay, so we've got Data, Johnny Five, Mork, all the ones that you mentioned that I couldn't remember. And sometimes when we do trivia, I just, my blood starts pumping. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit, I don't know anything. Idiot, idiot, idiot. And I'm thinking Stupid, that so much fool. that I can't actually come out come up with anything. It's okay. I, I relate. I mean, uh, if you could see like an image of what goes on in my head when I try and say if I watch the episode or not, you'd weep tears of fear, arousal, mm. sadness. Mm. <laughs> I, okay, I also really liked the button on the scene of uh, Jeff telling Abed that we need to keep a tight, heavy lid on the little <laughs> Indian story. <laughs> tight, heavy lid. And Abed goes, oh, yeah, THL. Cool. I love like, it. I think that's a really funny moment. Yeah, tight, heavy lid. No problem. Abed's the best. He is the best. Danny Pudi's the best. He, Danny Pudi's definitely probably the most impressive acting performance on this series because even when he's not so. the focus, he's always working so hard on – he just embodies Abed, and you have to for a character like that. And then this episode really lets that character run wild and and take the foreground of the, of the whole thing. Yeah, Abed doesn't get to take any scenes off. You know, he has to be Abed clearly all the time. He doesn't get to just sit around, like as an actor, Mm -hmm. uh, Joel, Gillian, Donald, they can kind of sit around the study room table and goof off when it comes to their reactions. Yeah. Danny Pudi always has to go things through like, is this how Abed would filter this? Mm -hmm. Uh, and, And he does a beautiful job at it. Yeah, he does. We kind of fade out of the episode with one more voiceover monologue from Jeff that really wraps up the way that My Dinner with Andre wraps up where he kind of gives away that the experience that he had with Abed uh, really did change him, and he doesn't think that he'll ever forget it. We wrap up some things that he he goes to pay for the bill at the expensive restaurant, and nobody was there. The lights were off, but then it becomes a surprise party again, which I didn't totally get this part. Was the surprise for Jeff? Um, I think so. But the presents are still for Abed. Yes. But the surprise is because Jeff wanted there to be a surprise? Um, I think it's because they're surprising Jeff like, hey, you did all this and it wasn't for nothing. We're still going to have the party. Because yeah. you went to all the other to put it together. Yeah, I think it works fine. And and really, it lasts two seconds. And then they're all dancing and doing Pulp yeah. Fiction while Jeff wraps it up on a monologue. And uh, you kind of forget about it. That's one of the only things that I maybe raise my eyebrows a little bit at this episode. Mm. But all of this little montage is great, and while Jeff talks about how it uh, it wasn't their best party, it wasn't their worst party, but it was a pretty good party. I like it. It's nice. A nice yeah. wrap-up to it. All of the Pulp Fiction shots between all of them are pretty funny. Yeah. The shot of Abed being handed <laughs> the obviously wrapped helicopter and still not in verbally showing that he has no idea what it is is really <laughs> funny. It's great. He's like, what could this be? No, I don't know. And then they they uh, they do the dance from Pulp Fiction. They they stage the the diner shootout from Pulp Fiction, and they get to have their Pulp Fiction party in the fancy dinner place, which I think is cool. Yeah, it's very nice. They all have their milkshakes. They're laughing. I drink your milkshake. 
I drink I it up. drink your milkshake. Where's my boy? <laughs> my boy. My uh, boy. They're all around the table and it fades out. And Jeff says that he doesn't think he'll ever forget his my dinner with Andre dinner with Ovid. And the last line of my dinner with Andre is voiceover. I don't think I'll ever forget my dinner with Andre. So that's mm-hmm. a beautiful way to wrap it up. Yeah. What a weird episode that is Finn. surprisingly yeah. emotionally nuanced in a lot of ways. Uh, the ending of this episode is really nice. And the end tag is one of my favorites in recent weeks too. Yeah, Definitely. I mean, we've had a couple that were less than, like, stellar. The one that was the study group all, like, looking at their phone, and then they just left. I think that yeah. was last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that wasn't it. But this one is Troy and Abed are having a dinner at the same fancy restaurant, I assume, at another time. Uh, and they're upset when they see the bill, and they both don't have the money. And Troy <laughs> does one of his wide eyes, no response reactions that always kills uh, Aved takes the menu or takes the mm-hmm. bill. It's like, oh yeah. Okay, Zach. Good. Quick, what things are on the table? It looks like there's like a some grapes, chocolate some cake. cheese, chocolate I cake. I see something that looks like a red ball with gravy on top of it and a slice of asparagus. It might next be to like it. a tomato. I see um, some like cut up pieces of butter. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Can we see anything else? There was something in the big. Okay, what's that? Is that like crab? Or lobster and what it looks like either corn or like eggs. It could be like watermelon or something like yeah, that too. There's some spread a out bowl guacamole. Of something green that's been mostly eaten, like a guacamole looking kind mm-hmm. of thing. I don't know. Troy is, what market are you shopping at? Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess the very end of this was improvised when they're really? sitting there. And the way Abed really uh, methodically puts his stuff away and he's like, okay. I am going to run now. And Troy, <laughs> through his tears, is like, me too. And they both run away. And that's the end of the episode. That's how this one ends. I really, really like this one. Yeah. So I thought it might even fall flat for me still when I went in to watch it. But I enjoy it a lot. And I think it it does everything that it wants to do really well. And whether you know my dinner with Andre or not, it'll explain what you need to know during the episode yeah, without totally. making it feel like they're they're telling instead of showing or they're really over-explaining. They let you know what you need to know without like patting you on the back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and what do you think? Uh, for your MVP this week, are you going to go the way our email correspondence went? Or yeah, are you going I'm definitely direction? going it's Abed. Abed. It's, it's got to be Abed for both yeah. of us. I, I There's no way you can't give this episode to Abed. Sure, Jeff is really great in it, and and Troy has some really good moments, but it's absolutely it's gotta a be. tour de force performance from Danny Pudi as Abed. If any episode should have maybe gotten him a, an Emmy nod or something, this is the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anything else to add to that of, of what's so special about Abed in this episode? No, I just think that he just does a great job. I mean, we raved about Danny Pudi's performance the whole time. I think that he uh, is on 10 the whole time and nails it, whether he's being sure. Abed as Andre or Abed as Abed. I think he really just carries so well this episode and, and gives one of the best performances of the show so far. I agree. It's really, really good, really well done. And that's it for this week, and it's a, a really a great episode. I would yeah. probably say this is about uh, an A- of an episode. Yeah, I'd give it an A. You give it an A. I really, really, really enjoy mm-hmm. this one. And it, it's both one of many community homage episodes, but it's kind of in a league of its own at the same time, where it's unlike any other episode of Community, mm-hmm. and I like when you can say that about one of its episodes. Uh, uh, looking forward to the things coming up next week we're going to be doing this whole thing again with competitive wine tasting it's the first of the final five episodes of season two so we're getting close to wrapping up season two which is nuts 
If you want to be a part of our competitive wine tasting episode, you can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. What do we want the people to send in to us? Uh, I would love if you would email us your trivia, your, your questions. Yeah, we didn't get any bones. Uh, I haven't been sent a Danny single Danny said bone. she was going to send a bone, but the, the date is up. They had till, what, the 18th? Oh, I, I guess they still have till... They have a few days, but unless they're a Patreon member, if they're not going to be reminded. If you're listening to this, unless you're a patron, you've missed your chance to send us bones for bones. But what can they send us? They can send us their questions, uh, trivia, favorite moments, funniest moments of the episode, and their MVP over to uh, can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com. They sure can. Please send us all that in. Follow us on Facebook and YouTube under our podcast name for all the all the fun stuff we do, all the videos we post on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at You Can't Disappoint. Follow us on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. Be a part of this thing. We love doing it, and we love you guys interacting with it. Uh, there are some big things in the work coming for us very oh, yeah. soon. Oh, yeah. Very that excited. We're excited to share. Uh, things that we can already talk about are that we're wrapping up Season 2, and we're going to have another big Season 2 uh, a roundtable episode to close everything out with some really special guests. Uh, we've got some interviews that we're, that we're uh, working our way into making happen. Yeah. It's going to be good. Uh, 2021's just getting started. A lot's ahead. Yeah, I'm super excited for what's coming up. I think that it's been a great year already um, for the show, but I think that it's going to get better. and I are better. going on vacation in five months together. Whoop, That's going to be whoop. awesome. Yeah, you're right. It's a good start to the year, and I think it hopefully is only going up uh yeah let's wrap this thing up for minutes oh well, no i want no, to no. talk for a second i wanted to talk at the front of the episode and since we have a little bit of time mm-hmm. i, I, I want to mention it now uh th- what's going on guys there was another police shooting yeah uh killing what an unarmed black person because mm-hmm. he he was stopped i think because he had a air freshener hanging from his rear view mirror and the officer who murdered him said that she he was gra- she was grabbing for her taser yeah and grabbed a gun and said her gun for her taser and for those who don't know the tasers the police officers carry don't feel look or anything the way that the yeah, weight for of a those gun has. who don't know you if you're trained to use weapons on people you should know the <laughs> f- difference yeah between your taser and your and your gun because they have so little in common no weight, no feel. Yeah. That is a bullshit excuse. Yeah. Uh, someone was killed. It keeps happening. We end every show saying Black Lives Matter, and I think we really believe it and, and feel it and, and try to be a good example, but it's always just a rallying cry and never something that's happening, never something that, that – mm-hmm. if, if, the, if the change wasn't going to come over the summer we had last year – is it ever going to come? What is that change going right. to be? Something, it's, what the f- Well, that and, and just seeing clips from the Derek Chauvin trial that's going on right now where his lawyers are trying to, I saw a clip today that the the man who was videotaping it, who was like there on the scene, they were trying to mm-hmm. paint him as an angry, aggressive man. And the defense mm-hmm. was literally that uh, Derek Chauvin was distracted by the angry man on the side telling him to stop killing somebody that he didn't realize he was killing somebody. It's very disappointing. Yeah, I, I wanted to bring it up uh, because we do this silly yeah. show and we do like to use our platform to talk about things when they happen. And I, I just, I can't imagine how you feel, Stephen, and how 
uh, the black people that I that I know and respect feel because I certainly feel like what it just it, apparently it doesn't matter to anyone and mm-hmm. I cannot imagine the experience of people who are living through that fear how yeah. it seems like it just doesn't matter to anyone and, and it's got to keep mattering and yeah I don't know that sucks yeah but as always from inside the dreamatorium black lives matter I'm Zach I'm Steven. And do you have anything maybe a little lighter to, to end this off on? What what can you give us give us something refreshing for for the sign off. Mmm, noodle soup. I wanted better th- I said mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I love you, buddy. I love talking community with you. Yeah, I love, I love you, pal. Show. Uh, thanks for being a part of it, everyone who listens. We'll see you next week. Yeah, see you then. Bye. Do Bye, we'll fans. Goodbye, fams. <laughs> She got me down and cool